Have you ever looked after someone, perhaps um, a family member who was a patient you needed to care for, who, no matter how much you tried, seemed to get in the way of you helping them until you eventually reached the point of asking or at the very least thinking, do you want to get well? My experience of this is unfortunately not as the carer, but as the patient. Last week, I mentioned how my full-time sporting commitments uh, at university didn't set me up very well for success in my actual studies. Well, having made it into honors by the skin of my teeth, I realized that I needed to make some changes. I knew that in order to give myself the best chance of passing honors, my studies needed to become full-time and my sport part-time. And so I stopped all my coaching, rugby, football, and rowing. I stopped rowing completely, which was the biggest consumer of my time and my energy. And then in order to maintain a bit of sanity, I just continued playing football, and I refed a little bit of rugby, but nowhere near my current rugby commitments. And I worked incredibly hard in honors. We had four majors, financial accounting, management accounting, auditing, and tax. I didn't miss a class. I did all my assignments. I studied really hard. But by the mid-year exams, I was still coming up short. And so... I knew I needed a big push in the second semester. So I used that mid-year exam, the mid-year holidays rather, to sort of refocus my mind and, and get myself ready for what was hopefully going to be my final semester as a university student. Then, in the middle of my mid-year holidays, I was, as you'd expect, playing sport. It was a Friday night, and I was playing goalkeeper in a football match against our biggest rivals, Callies. Now, I know there are some Kelly's legends here in the church, including the head of our ministry team, Irvin, and you are all welcome to come for prayer and deliverance uh, <laughs> afterwards. Anyway, we were one nil down heading into the final minute of injury time, and we won a corner. And in the desperation of not wanting to lose to our biggest rivals, uh, I decided that even the goalkeeper should go throw himself in the mix of the opposition box. And would you believe... I came in unmarked at the back post, got my head onto the ball, and scored the equalizing goal. But being a goalkeeper, I was not accustomed to being in the opposition box. So in the process of scoring, I clattered into some of the opposition and got my boot stuck underneath me as I fell to the ground. Landing on my back, I realized that the searing pain in my leg was because my foot was facing in the wrong direction. I had managed to break my leg while scoring the goal. I was taken off to hospital where I had surgery the next day and a plate inserted uh, just above my ankle. And so began the process of recovery. I was told to rest and not put any pressure on my injured leg for six weeks, whereof the rehab would begin. Now, I was not a very patient patient. And I didn't like the fact that I couldn't really do anything for myself while I was on crutches with my leg in a cast. I couldn't cook for myself or carry a cup of tea. I couldn't drive or play any sport. And my rehab was tough and required many trips to the physio and checkups back at the surgeon. And during this time, my mom was, as always, very good to me. And she ensured that I had everything I need and that I was well supported. But at times, I was impatient with the process and started feeling very sorry for myself, not wanting to be off my foot and not being able to play sport. Eventually, Getting impatient with her patient and his complaints, my mom asked me, do you want to get well? I had lost sight of how far I had come, where I was going, and why I was doing what I was doing. 
I'd forgotten that the surgery was for my healing, that the rest was for my recovery, and the rehab was to strengthen me to run again. I didn't see that I had everything available to set me up for success. The surgery did succeed to reset my leg. The rest did aid my recovery, and the rehab did restore my strength. That happened eight years ago, and praise the Lord, I've never had any trouble with my leg again. And not only did the, the resetting, the rest, and the rehab get me back running and onto the field again, but the season of sitting on my backside, not being able to play sport, forced me to study. I am convinced that I passed honors and became a CA because I broke my leg and was forced to sit on my backside and study. So sometimes even what appears like an injury can be a setup for success. Sometimes we may appear to be injured, but what we don't see is how God can even turn that into a story of his miraculous hand in our lives. Sometimes we're so anxious to do everything ourselves and in our own strength that we don't realize that when we rest in him, we recover that which was lost. Sometimes we're impatient in the process of strengthening ourselves, not realizing that God is equipping us to get us back running on the field he has in mind for us. Sometimes we lose heart on account of an injury, on account of waiting for the fulfillment of a promise, or on account of a season of testing and strengthening. When we are tempted to throw our hands in the air in frustration, God is asking us, like my mom asked me, do you want to get well? This is not an uncompassionate or un unempathetic question. It is God loving us enough not to allow us to remain in our state of injury, disabled or crippled in any area of our lives. It is God's love moving him to help us reset our story. God has made available to us our healing, a reset of that which is broken, our restoration, a rest in him, and our strengthening, a rehabilitation into his image in order to set us up to run successfully on the field of life that he has marked out for us. He is offering us an invitation to allow him to reset the way we see our lives in order to set us up to tell a different story in the chapters that follow. In any area of our lives, we could be staring at our opportunity, our blessing, our breakthrough, or our healing. And instead of stepping into it and giving thanks for it, we could be too stuck complaining that we needed a redemption in the first place. I was complaining about my injury, complaining about not being able to do everything myself, complaining about not being able to play sport, complaining about it all. What I didn't see was that in the reset, the rest, and the rehab, I was being well-equipped to run again. And not only that, but I found that my injury was the instrument used to set me up to promote me to becoming a CA. And in the process, my injury taught me some characteristics necessary to complement my competence, some characteristics of discipline and perseverance. I'm grateful for my mom encouraging me by confronting me with the question, do you want to get well? There's an interesting story in the Gospel of John when Jesus encounters a disabled man at the pool of Bethesda. We pick it up in John chapter 5. Now there is in Jerusalem a pool which is called Bethesda. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, and they waited for the moving of the waters. From time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. 
the first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in that condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the sick man replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. In the disillusionment of a disability, without anyone willing to help the man into the possibility of his healing, he had resigned himself to begging on the side, watching others step into his hope. And it is in the face of hardship and adversity, in the face of injury and injustice, that Jesus does not simply turn aside and walk away. Jesus inclines himself toward the situation, learning more about the one suffering in the situation and offers an empathetic invitation. Jesus does not force himself on the man, nor does he dismiss the man because of his condition. He simply offers an invitation. Do you want to get well? How many of us have long since developed a list of reasons of why we can't do this or we can't do that? How many of us say, well, we've tried things just didn't work out or someone else got there before me. I've got nobody backing me up or rooting for me. But Jesus invites us to reset the way we view our stories. There is a blessing available now set up by your story, which may have looked like it could have crippled or disabled you, but is in fact the doorstep to your destiny. And stepping into it is what leads you to your future. There is an opportunity and a necessity to grieve appropriately when an injury or trauma is experienced. And we ought to show compassion and patience for others when they have experienced something that has crippled or disabled them. But like Jesus, in love, we can't leave others or ourselves stuck in those situations. We may feel overwhelmed by our situation or our surroundings, stuck in an all too familiar rut that seems to last a lifetime, aware of an opportunity to turn things around, but seemingly unable to take it. God has placed in front of us an opportunity to reset our story and set us up for a new future. We need to be willing to stop giving excuses as to why we won't walk in our blessings. Stop blaming the people around us and accept Christ's invitation to pick up our mats and walk. It's an invitation. Do you want to get well? So today I'd like us to look at four applications to uh, help us respond to Jesus' invitation. Firstly, there is a need for a reset. When I broke my leg, we didn't have the greatest first aid at our football club. Okay, in fact, we had no first aid at our football club. And so my coach, with the best of intentions, came onto the, full, came onto the field and he yanked my boots off. Now, I broke my leg just above my ankle. So my, it was a little bit wobbly. And so this yanking of the boot was rather painful. Thankfully, I had my goalkeeping gloves on so I could bite into it and shout praises to the Lord. <clears throat> After getting to the hospital and having the x-ray, I was told that I, have to, I would have to overnight and have surgery the next morning to reset my leg. There was going to be a plate inserted at the point of the break to reconnect the broken bone and ensure it grew, grew back correctly. I was fascinated to learn that the surgeon expected the leg to be stronger than it was before the break. We all, regardless of what area of our lives, 
experience some form of break or dislocation or trauma that leaves us feeling vulnerable, injured, and, dis and disabled. We're unable to put any pressure on that area because of the pain and discomfort. And soon we realize that an injury in one area affects all areas. I was unable to walk, meaning I had to use crutches. And because I was using crutches in my hands, I couldn't carry a cup of tea, let alone cook for myself. My foot was in a cast, meaning I couldn't drive, so I needed to rely on someone else to give me a lift to and from varsity. I thought it was just a broken leg, but really, I'd become unable to care for myself. And we may think that an injury in whatever area in our lives, be it relational or financial or emotional, is just in one area, so it doesn't need our attention. But without giving it the attention it requires, it'll soon leave the rest of our lives crippled by it. Thankfully, there was a reset. The surgery, though leaving me in some pain and discomfort for a little while, was what was necessary in order to set me up to succeed again. Whatever area in your life that may have experienced an injury, a break or a trauma, there is an invitation to a surgery, a reset of your soul. That invitation is in the person of Jesus Christ. Like Naomi, we spoke about two weeks ago, the cross of Christ applied to the bitter broken waters of our lives resets our lives into something sweet and whole. Like the crippled man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus invites us to reset our story, turning our injury into our opportunity. There's great importance to understanding our identity in Christ, that he has reset our story so that we are no longer injured, but made whole and like my leg, stronger than we were before. We've been speaking a lot about Joshua recently, and Joshua did something interesting as he led the Israelites into the promised inheritance God has had in store for them. Joshua reminded Israel of their story thus far, their heritage, their identity, where they had come from. Before going into the promised land and conquering Jericho, Joshua got the Israelites to respond to God's invitation. Do you want your inheritance? Do you want to get well? Joshua circumcised the men, a physical representation of their identity and, and heritage as the children of God, a surgery, if you will, to remind them of God's promise to his people. There was a surgery required to reset their story in order to strengthen them for what was to come. And while Joshua took the people of Israel through a physical surgery to reset their story, Jesus takes us through a spiritual surgery to reset our story. Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 says, The Lord your God himself will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. There is a surgery that comes from heaven that is to reset that which is broken and make it stronger than it was before. It is to give us new hearts, hearts of flesh and not of stone, hearts able to love and follow the Lord. The invitation to this surgery is available to us all. The question is, do you want to get well? Allow Jesus to reset that which is broken. Secondly, there is a need to rest. Following my surgery, there was a period of six weeks in which the only responsibility the surgeon gave me regarding my leg was to rest. Do not put any pressure on it. He said, I needed to trust the surgery and allow it to heal. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, 
Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The surgery I had still hurt for a period of time. I remember the Sunday after coming home, I was on the couch watching the men's Wimbledon final. And without me knowing, the painkillers they had given me at hospital had worn off. And so I obviously moved a little bit too quickly trying to get up from the couch. And the pain hit me, a type of pain that makes you feel sick and want to faint. The resetting Jesus gives us may still hurt for a period of time. But just as I had to remind myself that my surgery was to set me up to succeed again, so too we need to remind ourselves that the surgery Christ performs in us, though it may hurt for a little while, is designed to set us up to succeed again. Thank you, love, for the tea. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I, I got married recently. <laughs> My wife made me a cup of tea. I couldn't resist, I'm sorry. I felt like the pain was going to keep me on the couch, that I simply couldn't move. But when we feel overcome by our situation, weary and burdened by it, Jesus invites us to come to him and to receive rest. Even in the case of Joshua, there was a need to rest while they healed from their surgery. Joshua 5 verse 8 says, After the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. They didn't move into their promised inheritance until they had rested in the Lord. What I couldn't see while I rested from my surgery was the healing happening on the inside. What we can't see in our lives while we rest in Jesus is the healing happening on the inside. We sang it earlier, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't see it, you're working. And when we rest and allow Jesus to work on our behalf, we allow ourselves an opportunity to get to work on something else. The reset, um, excuse me, the resting I was forced to do allowed me to focus on my studies and become a CA. Perhaps our inability to rest in Christ is robbing us of an opportunity to run into a different area of our lives. We, oh, thank you. We, we may be inclined to act quickly after an injury, to fight the sense of an injustice that this has happened to us, to gain retribution or to get back on our feet in our own strength or in our own time. But Jesus invites us to rest in him. He is the one working within us when we can't see it. And he is the one who will get us on our feet again when we are ready. Shame. Give me an opportunity to have tea. I didn't want to have to wait all that time before I was able to run again. But I'm very glad that I listened to the advice of the surgeon and the physio and I rested. Being a big sports fan, I have seen far too many sportsmen and sportswomen come back from an injury too soon, only to make it worse again. Jesus is inviting us to rest in him and stop trying to make everything happen in our own strength and in our own time, often making things worse. He's asking us a question. Do you want to get well? Rest in him. Thirdly, there is a need for rehab. While there was a season following my broken leg, in which I needed to rest and allow the surgery and the healing to take place. There came a time when the surgeon had done his work 
and the responsibility for the rest of my recovery was handed over to me. While I loved those trips to SVO, my physio, Jeepers, they were tough. And sometimes I felt like he expected a little bit too much from me, especially the things he expected me to do at home where nobody else was watching. But I had my eyes set on the prize. I had the hope of a future being back in the field. And so I diligently did the work. And I'm so grateful that I put in the effort to do the rehab, to do the work necessary, to strengthen myself so that I could run again. I'm reminded of a famous passage of scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We love to quote this scripture, but we often lose its context. This was written to a people in exile, seemingly overwhelmed by their situation and circumstances. They were crippled by the weight of feeling that God had forsaken them, that their inheritance had been removed from them, and that their future hopes were dashed. And yet in this context, God reminds them that what they've been through thus far and what they're going through right now is not to disable them, but to develop them. God invites them in the context of their exile, their injury, to reset their story, to rest in his future plans for him, and to respond to his invitation of the plans he has for them. He invites them to be proactive about the plans he has for them. He says, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have children and give your children in, in marriage. Marry. <laughs> in the midst of exile, in the midst of injury, God reiterates his blessing from the garden. He says, be fruitful and multiply. And he invites them to put in the rehab work required to strengthen themselves, to run again in the inheritance that God has in store for them. Jesus resets what is broken in our lives and invites us to rest in him while he does the healing. But there comes a time when the responsibility for our recovery shifts from him to us. And Jesus invites us to do the rehab work necessary to strengthen ourselves in order to run into the inheritance that he has marked out for us. The invitation to his plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope is freely available. The question is, do you want to get well? Do the rehab. And finally, there is a need to run again. The surgery to reset my leg, the rest to allow it to heal, and the rehab to strengthen it were all with the end goal of getting me running on the field again. I'll never forget that first run, exactly 12 weeks after breaking my leg, which to me was a remarkably quick turnaround after quite a serious injury. Before breaking my leg, I was comfortably running 10 kilometers in under four minutes a K. My route was three, three kilometer loops and a 1K dash. And now, after all the rehab to strengthen my leg and the great excitement of the final physio session giving me the thumbs up, I was setting out for just one three-kilometer loop. That was all the physio said I could do. And I knew my pace would be a little off, but I managed to maintain some of my fitness, so I wasn't too slow. And I made it back home uh, to my house in one piece with the feeling that I could probably go further and faster, but I thought I'd listen to the physio and call it a day. Well... By the time I made it to the shower, my legs were shaking so bad that I literally had to sit down in the shower. But I was so delighted to be running again. Sometimes 
like me, when we get back onto the field after an injury, we'll feel a little shaky. Perhaps like me, we'll feel quite brave in the moment, only when we're later in the shower alone to be hit by the weight of what just happened. Or perhaps like me, when I got back on the football field, you'll be a bit cautious, perhaps a little bit scared of getting hurt again. It took me about six months of football to be brave enough to go into a 50-50 challenge without tensing up, worried that I would get hurt again. And maybe you're experiencing something similar. Every time you put yourself back onto the field, you tense up a little bit, worried that you might get hurt. My encouragement to you is to keep going. Jesus said to the disabled man at the pool of Bethesda, get up, pick up your mat and walk. The surgery to reset your story puts all that is broken back together. The rest in Jesus brings healing to every situation. The rehab work strengthens you to get back on the, in, onto the field. And the invitation to you is to run once again. Scripture commends us to run with perseverance the, the race marked out for us and to run in such a way as to get the prize. The question is, do you want to get well? Run your race. Jesus' invitation of, do you want to get well? comes from a compassionate, empathetic Heavenly Father who loves His children and desires for them to experience healing and wholeness in every area of our lives. Our response should be to surrender every area, no matter how painful it may be, because in the resetting of the surgery, we are actually made stronger. Our response should be to surrender our burdens to Him, for He gives us rest, and in His rest, we find our healing. Our response should be to partner with him in doing the rehab he asks of us, particularly that which he asks us to do at home where no one else is watching. For in the rehab, our strength is restored. And our response should be to get back onto the field which God has marked out for us and run the race of faith marked out for us in such a way as to win the prize. God has given us everything we need to set us up for success and is inviting us to boldly trust him as we step into the inheritance which he has in store for us. We don't want to be crippled for 38 years, staring at our healing from heaven, never having the courage or the boldness to step into everything that God has in store for us. Today, may we have the boldness to say to Jesus, to say yes to Jesus asking, do you want to get well? May we allow Jesus to perform surgery in our souls necessary to reset our story in order that we may walk in the confidence of our inheritance as children of God. May we turn to Jesus to rest in him as we heal, knowing that even when we don't see it, he is working. May we have the courage to do today the rehab that is needed to strengthen us for the story that lies ahead. And may we run unhindered, in the freedom to which Christ has called us, allowing Jesus to establish the future he has in store for us, our children and their children. May we answer Christ's question of, do you want to get well with a resounding, yes, Lord. I want to invite you to stand with me as we close in prayer. As you're standing, um, a few people are making their way out to the coffee shop or to the 
the Connections Lounge. If you're new or visiting us, there's a complimentary cup of coffee waiting for you at the lounge at entrance three. There's personal prayer available up front as well as communion on either side. Um, I think load shedding has kicked in, so we're on generator power here. So the, the coffee machines won't be working in Warehouse One, but we've got filter coffee for sale as well as tea and cold drinks and food. So don't rush off. Um, stay around. And the power will come back on at 12 if you're still here and you can get a nice cup of coffee. But let's pray. Father, we thank you that because of your great love for us, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, into the world to suffer the surgery for us so that we could reset our story. Jesus, thank you that in you, there is a compassionate and empathetic invitation to get well. Jesus, thank you that in you, we have our healing, the reset of our story and the rest of our souls. Jesus, thank you for sending us your spirit as our helper so that as we do the rehab you require of us, you restore our strength in order to run again. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us the boldness to run the race of faith you have marked out for us. Help us, we pray, to run in such a way as to win the prize. We thank you for this in Jesus' wonderful, perfect and precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.